The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! What's coming up on today's experience? Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life, but when they get hot, they pop like popcorn. That's right. The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. Never forget the origin of the word news is Greek. For the same word as rumor. Life lessons for our faith that we can actually use probably won't if we sit on our blessed assurance. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Here's something I don't tell people often because they threw me out of high school. I mean, they actually threw me out. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. You know, why don't we remember... The faithfulness of God when we are put into a trial, a test, why do we fail to remember his faithfulness from before? That's the kind of question we want to ask and answer. If you've got an opinion, a thought, if you've got a question, if you've got a comment, if you've got something you want to share, we want you to have that opportunity. Perhaps you have a praise report, always good to have a praise report, thereby encouraging others. We had several yesterday. That was great. People loved it. Lots of fun. Really good to encourage one another and let people know, hey, God is active in the body of Christ. I don't really care what your background is. I don't really care what your denominational preference is. What I care about is that you love the Lord Jesus Christ, that God, your Father, is part of that prayer when you say, our Father who art thou in heaven, the drink of the same Holy Spirit, you were redeemed by grace through the power and through the working and through the uh, reconciliation that comes about through Jesus Christ. If you're in that, then you are a companion to me, regardless of your background. My background, I have a Baptist, a Pentecostal, a Methodist, a Church of Christ, a non-denominational, a Bible, a Foursquare, a uh, Independent. Do you want to keep going? I just keep... Oh, 
Oh, I was born and raised Jewish. So ask me how much I really care about all that. So bottom line is this. We're taking care of one another, blessing one another, encouraging one another, and strengthening one another. As our very own Aunt Deb said when we were having a meeting, when we were having a private meeting for the ministry, that was a good time to kvetch. This is not a good time to catch. This is a good time for us to share with one another and lift each other up. If you want to reach out to us, the best way to do that is uh, three different ways. One, you get a pogo stick. Oh, wait. Okay. Forget that. All right. Number one, you call 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. Now, when you call 972-445-0770, besides a slight hum that you might hear in the heavenlies, you'll end up talking to Amazing Jen. And when you talk to Amazing Jen, that's like getting a free dessert on your birthday. And then you will feel... Amazing! See, you can't beat that. That's just, I mean, that's just a good deal. You can also text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. 214-210-8483. You can do it any way you want. Uh, you can do it, like, with that little pause in it. That's fine. You can also send us an email, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at he must increase.org. Just to let you know, I do get all the emails, but in the last uh, 48 hours or 72 hours, it's been like a, uh, you ever see Wacky Races? <laughs> the, the cartoon Wacky Races? Remember, it's a mad, 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 mad world. Remember that movie by chance? No? Okay. Uh, really, that's what my life's been like in the last 72 hours. So just so you can know. So it's like, it's like uh, crazy, crazy. But uh, I do get all the emails. I do get everything that's sent to us. Just taking us a walk. So we got a lot going on. I also want to send you up to the website. Why do I want to send you up to the website? Well, one, uh, it's cool looking. That's a good reason. Two, there is a place to give on the website, so that's a big deal. Three, if you have an interest in getting a website that is for your passion, for your business, for your ministry, for whatever you're doing, at the very bottom of our front page, there's a capacity to do that. I love this thing that the that the Joshua's come up with. Fifty-seven bucks a month, no setup fee, no cancellation, no baloney. Yeah, that'll sound a little different when we do the commercial. <laughs> Let's just leave it there. Uh, so go to the website and check it out, hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. <laughs> I think that's when people click their seatbelts and get ready for a flight out on an airplane. Is that what that sound was? Or kind of where the show is going? (laughs) Down the water. Okay. All right. Here's a couple things to uh, remind you that uh, I want to really encourage everybody in. And then we're going to get into our teaching. Here's the thing. People will say and do things to you in your life that will try and make you feel guilty or feel bad about yourself. They will try to attach uh, guilt to you by things you do and or don't do. Let's make sure that you understand and I understand that people are manipulative and that only God has the purest of motives. And don't be guilted. 
This is from a Jewish guy that had a Jewish grandmother, and she was the, by far the greatest guilter, and then a Jewish mother who was pretty close. Uh, don't let people guilt you when you do something right before the Lord. You do it before the Lord as unto the Lord, and if people don't like it, we have a very wonderful theological word that we use around here. It's called tough. Okay, there you go. All right, so we're going to get into our text. You're thinking, why? Uh, people know why I do stuff like that. Here's uh, what our text is. We're in Psalm 23. A quick update, by the way, on Julianne and Easton. So we did pray for them. They were doing much better yesterday. Unfortunately, in the last half hour, they're on their way to the hospital now to do some uh, uh, additional uh, review. So she was doing pretty good. And one of the things that we prayed for, by the way, as a group, is we prayed that she would not lose heart, right? Because it's a hard situation for her, right? And so I was talking to her on the phone last night after I got in. Noel and I were kind of chatting it up with her, encouraging her. And, she, and, I, and we said, well, we're really concerned because we didn't want you to kind of just, you know, take the long walk off a short pier kind of attitude. And she said, you know what I did? I put on some worship music. I shut everybody out. I shut everybody up, and I just listened, and it made me do better. And it's like, there you go. That's the key. You get with the Lord, and with the Lord, you find out that's where you do better. Get it? All right. All right, let's get into our text. Psalm 23, the most famous psalm of all. We already did verse 1 and 2, talking about the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Here's the next line. He leads me beside still waters. So there's a little bit in some teachings and some churches, not a lot, just a little, where they're teaching you, see, the Lord will never let you uh, go through rough waters. He's going to help you avoid that. That's not what it says, okay? Not, not, not what it says. God does not say you will never go through rough waters. Never says that, okay? What he is saying straight specifically is that he will lead us to still waters, which means that we've come from waters that weren't quite as still. And if you if you notice when Jesus uh, attacks certain things or approaches certain things, like when there was the storm, it's funny because Jesus wanted the waves to be still and the wind to be quiet. And if you do not know this, in your left and right ear, somewhere between, I don't know what the terms are in the biological context, but somewhere between the edges of your left and right ear on the inside, there is often warfare taking place between the winds and the waves of the enemy and doubt and fear and concern and frustration. And then on the other part, there's the Lord's kingdom saying, Jesus by saying, I am the Prince of Peace. I will bring peace. So when there's the wind and when there's a storm and when there's things shaking and when things are moving about, it is Jesus who is able to say, be quiet to the wind, be still to the waves. And when you have that stillness, that just so you can understand those still waters, that actually in the Hebrew means waters of rest, which also is a play on Noah's name, by the way, because his name means rest. What you pray for, what you ask the Lord to do, what you seek, and what David is acknowledging in this psalm is God is the one that brings us to these places of rest 
and stillness in the mind. You know, we talk about this, and and I am going to take an extra minute on this because of how important it is. We talk about this because many of us seek peace of mind. That's what we seek. We want to have peace of mind. And for those that are not sure, well, I don't know if that's actually true or not, every person that medicates in whatever fashion they're medicating is doing so for peace of mind. Some of those medications are fine. I mean, not every medication is, I mean, by golly, there's great medicines that do wonderful work and help people at all different structures of life. But other times we get so frustrated that we're like, and this is where this comes into play, I just want to get blasted. I just want to get high. I just want to disappear. I just don't want to have to deal with anything. I don't want to have to feel anything. Yes, we all get that and experience that. Jesus will bring us to a place where the waters are still within us and we can find rest. Why? Because it's what he's like. It's what he does. Okay? All right. We're going to take our break, and then we're going to come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the excellent truth station here in Texas. We will be right back. Don't go anywhere. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Now, he's crying. Now, I was still of the mindset that men don't cry, okay, just so you can know. And I'm getting mad because it's my story and he's crying. And I'm thinking, it's my story. Why are you crying? That's what I'm thinking in my mind. And he's crying. He's apparently a good crier. I don't know what a good crier is. I learned after my dad died, but I mean, somewhat. But this is real. You know, he's sobbing. And I'm like, and he looks up at me after he's cried for about a minute and a half. And his eyes are red. And he looks at me and he says, 
this is how the Lord hurts for you. And that was it. Bam. It was like somebody just took a hammer and broke my hard heart and my, you know, my pride attitude and my, my over arrogance and my, my everything looking at that guy showing me crying and tears and all I could think of was Jesus wept. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Uh, as we are getting prepareth, we're preparething. I don't know if that's a word or not. I'm, I'm stretching there. We are preparething for our first trivia question. It's a couple ways to get a hold of us on the trivia. Here you go. Which of the 12 disciples was in charge of the money? Which of the 12 disciples was in charge of the money? That's the question. If you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. You are able to do that on all of those uh, ways of uh, reaching out to us, and we hope you do that. We think that stuff's cool. Uh, so it's kind of an interesting uh, question because it gives you a little bit of insight as to the dynamics of the 12. So somebody was in charge of the money, and uh, Jesus didn't uh, feel that it was necessary for him to be in charge of the money. No, isn't that fascinating? I think that's a fascinating thought. It's like, really? Yeah. So which of the 12 was in charge of the dough? Do, re, me, carrying around the money. 972-445-0770. Also, 214-210-8483. Or send an email, david, at hemustincrease.org. So I'm going to launch into uh, our teaching because we've got lots to cover. And as you know, I... Seem to be running out of time uh, quite a bit, so I'm doing my best to get uh, into this portion, and I want you to catch this portion because this is the part that you and I need. I I would say this verse right here might be one of the key, key, key verses. Now, before we uh, get that far in, I just want to make sure you know the trivia question, the trivia question being... uh, What was our trivia question? Oh, yeah. Uh, Which of the 12 disciples was in charge of the moolah, the money? Or the money bag. If you think you know, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 or send an email, david, at hemusincrease.org. Does somebody want to try and answer the trivia, do we think? Yes, they do. Well, we're going to give them that opportunity. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary in Corsicana. I called the day before yesterday. Okay. How you doing, Gary? I'm doing great. Great to hear my that. Wife is, my wife is better. We prayed for my wife. You did, and she's she started eating that very night. And is she's, that she's, right? Oh, brother, that is yes, great, great good. news. So she kind of developed a little bit of an appetite and got it rolling, huh? Yes. Wow. Praise the Lord. Yeah. 
That is fantastic news. Yes. Yeah. That is fantastic. And that's a big and I heard sign. The trivia right? question if I take a stab at it. Yeah, I want you to take a stab, but I just want to let you know what a blessing. Thank you for calling and telling us that. It's yes. great to hear when people pray and that stuff gets done from it. That's an awesome, awesome thing. All right. I'm going to give God you a chance at awesome. the trivia question. One out of 12. So here you go. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Which of the 12 disciples was in charge of the money? Was it Judas Iscariot? That is correct, sir! <laughs> and see, that was the thing, is if you get into it, and you really get into the Mark and the Luke and the John portion, you find out the only reason that Judas cared about the money from the perfume was because he kept the money and was using some right. of the money for himself. It's like, eh, that sounds like a politician. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait a second. He just wants to have more money into the bag, but not for others, but for him. Wait a second. That doesn't seem right. So yeah. anyway, excellent job and great, great testimony. We are so blessed and glad to hear it. It's wonderful. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for praying with me and, and your and your uh, listeners, too. Thank you so much. God bless you, brother. Yeah. God bless you, sir. Thank you very much. Mm, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wonderful, wonderful news. I mean, that's just great. I mean, he was praying for his wife. She wasn't doing very well. She's doing better now. It's like, yes. See, now I just have to have the Lord take that and move that on Easton, and then we'll we'll be we'll be uh, on track. All right. So we're gonna do our DNA later. We're gonna do it in another segment because I want to get into this. This I think this one verse right here in verse three is the one that I think is one of the most important verses. Now, that doesn't make it the most important verse. It's just really important to me. So you go, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. That's it. <laughs> See? And, and why that is, is why that's important is, there are a couple of different kingdom powers that restore our soul. Okay? The Psalm 19.7 says the law of the Lord is perfect, restoring the soul. The presence of the Lord restores our souls. Fellowship has a restoration effect. And that word restore, so you can know, listen to this, you'll love this, means to repair, to renovate, or to return to a former good condition. To repair, to renovate, or to return to a former good condition. And there are times where I go through my walk, and I I think I have a, a decent walk. It's not the greatest walk. It's not the worst walk, right? So, I mean, it's somewhere in between all that. And there are times where I look up to the Lord, and then like, if I don't get a recharge on my battery... <laughs> There's gonna be there's gonna be nothing but problems for me. I need some restoration. I need some I need some revitalization. I need some repair. You ever feel like you need repair? I do. I feel like my car needs repair, but not nearly as much as I need it. And I need the Lord to be the one that does that repairing. And here's what it says. It says, he restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. He doesn't restore my soul because I am worthy. <gasps> I'm so good. No, I'm not. He restores my soul for his namesake. This is about 
him. It's about all of us understanding that it's not about you and I in the concept of no flesh will glory before his presence, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 29. It's God who's at the center of the universe, not me. And as a benefit of being connected to God, I get restoration of my soul. And I need it. I mean, I need it like, uh, boy, I'm really hesitant to go down this road and tell you this. But okay, so, yeah, or whatever. Uh, I had this dream last night. It was so bizarre. I'm telling you, I know it was the Lord. I just, I'm just going to tell you that. I don't know what it all means. I'm still praying about it. But in this dream, I was like in, a, in, a, in this position, and I felt like it, it wasn't that I had cancer. So I don't want you to think, but it felt like that. Like it was like that kind of thing. And then I was sitting down on a stool on uh, on a bench, and I was kind of crying and you know just crying out. And there was this guy next to me. And when you get into the depth of this dream, it's like it kind of seems like this was either the Lord or the angel of the Lord, uh, because on him he had a belt, and the belt said, and not in a bad way, but in a good way, "I'm watching." And as he was speaking to me. I didn't feel the oppression or the anxiety. And I knew that this was much more than just a person. But I, I cannot go out on the limb and say, this meant this, this meant this. I can't do it because I just don't have that authority from the Lord or freedom from the Lord to do that. But why I'm bringing that up is because in the framework of the dream, somewhere inside of me, there's this crying out where I feel like uh, I'm, I'm, I've got something that's eating, eating away at me or trying to take me out or trying to kill me or whatever. And the Lord is, I, the way I took the dream and the way I'm initially taking the dream is, I think the Lord was saying, I'm watching. I know what's going on. You know, this is stuff you're all going to get through. It's all going to be the way that I want it to. And I went from this anxiety-ridden place to this place of complete, like, okie dokie. Like, okay, it's all, it's all making sense. And while that, I, I can't use that dream to sit there and insert that in everybody's life, and I can't use that dream to say that was definitely the Lord, although you'd probably leave me at 95%. Uh, I would tell you that that restoration that took place for me was critical. Because in the face of the worst of it, the Lord was like, "I'm watching, I'm with you, I'm gonna fight, I'm gonna, I'm gonna handle this. You're gonna walk with me, you know that kind of thing." And I remember his belt. It's so funny he had a belt. I was like, "That's weird," because I don't wear belts. So anyway, I just thought that was weird. And it's like I'm watching, but in a good way, not in a "I'm watching you." More like I'm watching. And there was just something about it that just struck me as protective. And in that dream, I got this great sense of renewal. I don't think the Lord does that for us. I think he does it to illustrate who he is. He cares enough for us to be aware that he's watching every little element that we fight. Okay? Hey, he knows the hair is on my head. Of course, for me, it's fewer than most. Okay, we'll take our break, and then we'll come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Like any person searching for answers, I, too, have wondered about him. He has a weird sense of humor. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? No. 
I don't think so. Those big ears really don't help. Will people enjoy his perspective on culture, politics, food, sports, and local and national news? I don't know. He's just a client. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience on KAAM. On the phone with us today, our privilege to have Kirk Cameron, who is uh, coordinating the uh, conference for Love Worth Fighting For, a marriage event. Kirk, are you with us? I'm here. I'm glad. I'm here. How are you? Thanks I'm... for having me on your show. It's my privilege to have you on the show. I'm glad you're joining us. I got to tell you, uh, here's something that uh, nobody knows in all the world except for my wife. When you did the movie Fireproof in uh, the 2008 period, it is the only movie in my entire life, and I'm in that post-50 category. It's the only movie in my entire life that I gave to other friends as long as I've been alive because I thought it would be beneficial for their marriage. It was truly an inspirational movie that, uh, in my marriage, it's a great marriage. It just encouraged me to make it that much greater. Oh, man, that, that, that's great to hear. That, that encourages me a lot. And uh, I've heard other people have, have said that as well. And, um, you know, my hat goes off to the guys who wrote the script and the church that made the movie. And I was, uh, I was really honored to be a part of it. Yeah, you did a great job, man. I really got to tell you, man. I know, I know there's, uh, you got uh, things that you grow up with and you did things. But that kind of stuff uh, where you have an opportunity and you were able to play a character that really conveys Hey, at times in marriage, there's a struggle, but there's this uh, promise from the Lord. There's this capacity from the Lord to have a marriage that gets better and better as long as you're in it and not sitting on the outside watching it. Right, right on, man. I, I often say that marriage never fails. Marriages do not fail. People fail. Um, God made the universe. Uh, he made it perfect, and uh, we introduced some sin, selfishness, death, destruction into it, and we do the same with marriage. It's perfect, and then we allow bitterness, unforgiveness uh, to creep in and stay there. So what, 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 what the Love With Fighting For event is all about, what Fireproof is all about, and, and by the way, Love With Fighting For, uh, our marriage event grew out of the Fireproof movie. It basically takes the movie and turns it into a live event, and we bring it to your church, and we talk about those kind of things, is how to resurrect a marriage that has been um, damaged by selfishness and by bitterness. And where do you find joy and hope and healing? Uh, God gives us the capacity for those things, and we talk about where you find it.